This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be financial or investment advice. Seek a licensed professional for investment advice about crypto or any other investment. Welcome back to the Blazing Crypto Podcast. We are Justin and Brandon. And that's right, we've got Justin back after a week hiatus uh, from vacation. So Justin, good to have you back. I have to say, I have to say the last time you were gone for a week, I'm pretty sure you broke the market. So I was really nervous about you heading out. I'm not sure what button you hit last time or what lever you broke or pulled, but thank you for not doing that again. Uh, So curious, how was your vacation? How are you doing? It was good. I was, uh, it's funny, I was going to say something about that, actually. I'm very grateful that the markets did not plummet like they did the last time I was on vacation. So uh, considering everything is still, you know, where it was when I left, I'm pretty happy. So... (laughs) Yeah, I think I think we are all happy. So, um, yeah, excited to be back with you all. Uh, as you know, we've been doing this uh, new format where we essentially kind of review the week that was in the land of crypto, but also uh, not just talk about the things that happened, but also talk about the things that uh, we think deserve your attention uh, moving forward. So, a number of items to get to tonight, um, and I, as much as I hate to start here. Um, Justin, you weren't here last week when we talked about the Voyager situation. We recapped what happened, the timeline, sort of a little bit about why it happened, and just tried to, frankly, just talk through it, be real, um, demonstrate, and you know, empathy. It's just it it just sucks, right? So, but I, you didn't get the chance to comment on it, and yeah. and I know you have thoughts. I know you spent a lot of time thinking about it. I know it, it matters to you a lot. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Um, how have you been processing the Voyager situation? Well, I've been um, I've been paying attention to the Voyager situation for I don't know I, I think about a month now or so. I remember um, we talked on maybe two podcasts ago, you had kind of asked me like, Hey, what are you, what are you paying attention to? Or what are you watching? Um, and one of the big things I was kind of like focused on was there's, there's a number of, um, exchanges that just were, um, exposed to some significant debt. Uh, and I was really interested in seeing kind of like how that shaped, uh, in, in the bear market. But, you know, as, as far as, as far as it goes for, for Voyager, one of the things that um, I guess like I've learned, maybe I've I've taken it more seriously uh, in the last few weeks because of the whole situation with Voyager going under and all that stuff is the concept of not your keys, not your Bitcoin, or not your keys, not your crypto. Um, you know that that's one thing that I've always heard, and I've always like said, yeah, like that's that's a great idea. That's, that's a good goal to have. That's something that I've tried to practice a little bit. Um, but honestly with, with everything the way it is, it's like, I want to take that more seriously now. Like I, I, I believe in that more now today than I did a year ago. And it's because of situations like Voyager, you know, where, you know, you don't have your money tucked away in a hardware wallet. It's you're, you're holding it on an exchange where someone else, another company, you know, for example, has control over it. Uh, And the reality is, you know, their decisions that they're making, um, it really affects 
you know, the overall health of your portfolio, um, depending on what they expose themselves to. So I, I think that's the big takeaway for me is um, I'm more serious more than ever <laughs> about, you know, holding on to my crypto and having my keys in a, in a hardware wallet, like the Nano Ledger or a web wallet, but just keep my crypto somewhere where I can trust. Yeah, and, and again, it's like Voyager, I mean, if a year ago, six months ago, I, if Voyager going through the situation was, I mean, it was nearly unthinkable. Um, but, you know, we have to acknowledge stuff like this is in the range of outcomes. And, you know, one of the one of the core four, right, is protecting the asset. And, and again, we sort of say that and, and you yeah. mean it, but you don't, you don't like think through it at that level that, that you, you do. It's just, you don't, you don't imagine it would come, it would come to this. And so, I mean, again, it, even though we, we did see, you know, see it a little bit coming and, and, and warned as much as we were able to, but it, it's just a, it's just awful. So again, hopefully yeah. we, we went through a segment last time, Justin, I, I, maybe it was just me rehearsing to myself. I don't know, but talking about just things we can learn, you know, again, you and I had, mm -hmm. you know, went through a crypto exchange hack. Um, and so even if you were hit by this again, just hopefully you get a lot of your funds back. Uh, that's what we're all hoping and praying for, but at a minimum, uh, just, you know, we're all going to be better for that going forward. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. So again, it, yeah, we, we commiserate with you. Uh, we feel it, 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 it just, yeah, it, it, every time I think about it, I just kind of get a little bit gloomy on the inside. So not to dwell on that, but. Uh, we d I did want to give you a chance, Justin, to to talk through that. That's a great that's a great reminder, great point. Uh, for me, uh, we, <laughs> a few months ago, we did an episode on the news and how the news talks about crypto, how we think about how the news talks about crypto, and uh, and this week I began to see just a lot more pick up on uh, articles like uh, specifically one of these. BTC will hit 10k before it hits 30k and now you know it's like crypto twitter starts to coalesce around this 10k call and a lot of that started you know 6 weeks ago whenever whenever crypto really started to nosedive all the markets started to nosedive so we we've been we've been sort of joking about that talking about that but I really wanted to call out um several things number 1 you know media public notorious notorious or as things start going up, right, everybody moves the goalpost, makes these outrageous claims. You know, we've got the Doge yep. analysts on TikTok calling for three dollars. It, it just always happens. Like, don't we should not be surprised by this. Um, and so when the when the you know when everything gets fe people get fearful, um, things go down. You see the other side of that. So I'll just say, as a general rule, when everybody is calling for something. You, that's not going to happen. Um, so again, everyone calling for 10K, I think it, I think it actually lowers the likelihood of it happening, or it just means that it's not really as as firmly in the range of outcomes as they would suggest. Just as a reminder, and really wanted to set that up to say, we want to use the the news for development in the space, uh, for adoption stories. Uh, but but any any time we see a news headline that has a price call or a big personality like a, a you know a Jim Cramer or something like that making some big fuss about something anything, 
I'm just, I want to fade that. I want to fade the price calls. I want to fade the headlines. I want to fade the public. I want to fade the fear. I want to fade the greed. Um, I, I just want to, you know, I, I say counter trade mentally. I'm counter trading those points. Um, so again, it's just a, I, I know in one sense that's like really trying to cherry pick, but you know, the bear market, everyone is lining up to take shots, right? Everyone is saying, aha, right? I, I, you know, I'm, I knew I was right. So just, you know, have your head on straight. Don't, don't use the, the, the sort of the general media, the public, uh, don't use it for, uh, for the, the purpose of sort of developing conviction and engaging what you're doing and, and how crypto is, uh, is going. All right, Justin, next item is yours. I think you're going to talk to us about a little more about the bear market. we got a long time. we got a long time. So far away, tell us some more about the bear market. Sorry, I was on mute there for a second. Uh, wanted to talk a little bit about um, just kind of like... Uh, what to you know? What to expect in the bear market? And we we've talked a little bit about this on podcasts in, in the past. If you want to go back and listen to um, a few of them, the the big thing for me is, um, I guess the the first item is time is your friend. So during bear markets, um, you know, a lot of time. I, I I like to actually talk about it in terms of momentum. That's a great that's a great analogy. Um, so during the bull market when things are going up right the the market is is it's almost like a snowball and it's rolling and it's picking up more snow and it just becomes bigger and bigger and it's gaining momentum um and it's actually it's kind of hard to slow down the bull market and that's why we get such huge trajectory well during during the bear market it's the exact same thing and if you think about you know the bull market and the bear market you know on a pendulum it's like the pendulum is swinging heavily bullish, and then when that starts to turn bearish, it starts to pick up momentum. And right now, it's like we're swinging heavily bearish. The pendulum isn't just going to stop in the middle and just go swinging back bullish the other way, if that makes sense, right? Like, it has to take time to slow down for the market uh, sentiment to change and for the people who are, you know, a lot of people sitting on the sidelines right now or just buying a little bit for them to really become confident in the market to really start, you know, pushing uh, cash into the market. They they want to see a lot more stuff happen than just, you know, a big dip that we've had. So I think the, the momentum, um, that concept is something that I try to keep in mind a lot, like when I'm trying to make decisions in a bear market, um, because it really helps me fight this like feeling of FOMO because it's really easy, to, especially when like there's a day where like Bitcoin pumps like 3% or 4% or something like that. And it's like, oh, like is, is the bull market resuming? Like, are we just going to go skyrocketing from here? And the reality is no, like it doesn't work that way. Uh, at least usually almost like 99.9% .9 of the time, it doesn't work that way. You have time to kind of sit and be patient and, and, and wait for things to kind of, um, shift more on like a, on a macro scale. Uh, the other thing I would say is, uh, this kind of goes along with that is like, there's a difference between a bear market and a dip. So like, you know, if you've been in crypto for, let's say two years, well, 
the first half, the first year that you've been in crypto, everything's been like skyrocketing, right? And then what happens is you'll have a correction. So Bitcoin might dip 20% and then it starts skyrocketing again. Um, and you really have to like almost push that out of your mind. Forget about that. Uh, because during a bear market, like it just doesn't work that way. Bitcoin drops 20%. It goes sideways for a while. And then it drops another 20%. It's like, it, that's kind of like what I'm saying, you know, when it comes about, when I talk about momentum is it's not just going to start skyrocketing again. Um, you have to have the whole market moving in a bullish uh, momentum in order to have those dips get eaten up like that. So I guess that's, that's another, um, that's another thing I wanted to kind of like highlight there. Um, but the, the main, I guess like a few key takeaways time is your friend, right? Um, and a lot of times during the bear market, um, you know, this rounded bottom forms and it, it takes 12, 18 months. So you can actually sit on the sidelines, watch and just see where Bitcoin starts to find support. So like, for example, right now, um, what Bitcoin was like, it was finding support around $30,000 for a while. Uh, and then it actually went straight down to like 20,000 and then straight down to 17,000 and then it bumped back up to like 22,000 or something. So right now, for example, that $17,000 range for Bitcoin, that's a price that I'm really like, if it visits that again, that's a price that I want to enter. I want to buy some. Um, because a lot of times what you'll see is, um, as the bear market progresses, you're, it's going to eventually find a support on a horizontal line, like 17,000, or maybe it's 15,000, you know, maybe, maybe it's actually 20,000 and we've already seen the worst of it. I'm not sure. But the main point there is kind of like, wait for the market to like play its cards and then you can make decisions based on, based on that. So I guess those are, those are a few key, uh, key takeaways there. Yeah, it's helpful. And again, I think it's just it's it's helpful to sort of picture in your mind uh, what's coming and also kind of understand sort of the template on which this thing lives. It's helpful for me, at least. Right. Because, you know, if you think you're at the bottom and it's like, oh, yeah, we got another year and a half, you know, it's like, oh, OK, well, that's that's really good to know. You know what I mean? I don't want like you said, yep. I don't want to be what you and I did in 2018 where Bitcoin goes up, you know, from 7,000 to 8,000 and we're like, oh, is this it? Is this the next bull run? And, you know, if we had only yeah. known, right, we had, you know, two more years, right? So, Justin, yeah. I, I thought of this quote today. C.S. Lewis says uh, in the Narnia series, uh, there's a statement one of the characters makes that in Narnia, it's always winter, but it's never Christmas. And that's kind of what <laughs> the, the bear market feels like, right? It's like, boy, it is... It's cold, it is dark, but there is no Christmas in sight. I wanted to ask you um, a little bit of perspective. You started in 2017 in the crypto space. Um, the last six to eight weeks, and the the I think we've had at least three pretty significant legs down in price. And they've been they've been pretty vicious. Yeah. Put that. Put some perspective on that 
from what you've gone through in crypto, right? You've been in it a little bit longer than I have. Uh, just give us some perspective on how the last eight weeks or so, how does that rank in terms of all-time suckage? Yep. <laughs> all-time suckage. That's a great way to put it. Um, I, I would say this. It's the most aggressive sell-off that I've ever seen uh, since I've been in crypto. From a per like from a percentage standpoint, there have been other moments where it, it has been steep like this, especially earlier on in Bitcoin's um, price discovery, like 2010, you know, 2000, basically 2010 to 2014. There was a lot of volatility like this. Um, but you know, one thing that makes this this last, I guess, six months really very unique from the last um, bear market that we had. Is in 2018 we had like Bitcoin had a lot of 50% rallies, so like it went up to twenty thousand dollars at its all-time high, and then it dropped to ten, and then it bumped back up to like sixteen or whatever, dropped back down to ten, bumped back up to thirteen. Like we had a lot of rallies, um, and I think the one thing that makes this this market unique is, I mean, it, Bitcoin's pretty much gone straight down. You know, we had the all-time high was around seventy thousand last November, and it it trickled down and just you know it tanked to like low thirties, and then we saw one rebound bounce from the low thirties up to like forty five, forty six thousand, and then it's been you know it's been a bloodbath since. So um, you can kind of you, know, you can kind of do with that what you want, but my my interpretation of the market is okay. Anytime I've seen any asset, especially Bitcoin, though, go on an extended run up or an extended run down in a short period of time, I'm going to be expecting some high volatility after that. Um, but that that doesn't mean that doesn't mean the bull market's back. You know, that, that just means it's going to be volatile because it's been moving so fast. Um, because eventually Bitcoin's going to hit a point where there's a lot of buyers in the market um, that are coming in and, and they're going to buy heavily. So like, you know, we could see something like Bitcoin go from where it was at. It was at 17,000. We could see it go up to 30, 35,000 um, and then come all the way back down again. And it kind of going back to that momentum thing, it, it, it's just going to take some time for the for the full market to turn around to become really bullish again. Yeah, and obviously, in one sense, um, you know, price action is not going to exactly, you're not saying this, but obviously, price action is not going to mimic exactly what happened, but there are there are a lot of these principles that play out time after time, and the, the time that you say, oh yeah, it, that's not going to happen, you know, it, it happens, so... Yeah, I think I think that's that's kind of what Justin we were talking about today, you know. And I'm actually kind of tagging this for next week. Um, I don't want to give too much away. I, I kind of want to just see what happens. Uh, there's a few charts we were looking at where some things actually look like not awful, which is like okay, that's actually interesting, right? I haven't seen anything to be excited about in six or eight weeks. Um, but maybe yep. we see some relief rallies. Uh, and again, I think your point is is right on. Don't freak out, right? Don't have FOMO. Don't do things that you wouldn't have done. 
Um, don't think all oh, this is the next bull run. Uh, relief rallies are normal, and uh, they're <laughs> they're kind of fun, right? It's just a little bit, almost like a little vacation from the bear market. So keep your head screwed on straight, and uh, we'll process some of that together next week. Yeah. I was going to say they can also be um, – a relief rally can, can be very aggressive as well. Like, you know, if you look at Ethereum, it had a relief rally in 2018 – and when when Ethereum uh, finally hit rock bottom, it dropped from it was fourteen hundred dollars and went all the way down to seventy dollars in like a really small time frame, and then it went you know five x, it pumped up to three hundred fifty dollars, and it was still on the front half of the bear market. Then it went all the way back down again. So, you know, volatility it can be scary, but you know if if you're planning for it and you're watching for it, it can also be your friend. Yeah, last point we've been we've been hitting all around this, so I wanted to just say it um, on our side. I, I know for me, Justin, I think for you as well. You know, and again, not financial advice. Um, everybody's got to make their own calls here, but on the on the tokens or coins that I have, they're high conviction plays for me. So that's mostly Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana. Um, when we see aggressive, aggressive sell-offs, those are buy signals for me. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gauging. Is this the bottom? I'm not gauging. Oh, are we not going to have right. another leg down? I'm really not. I'm really not entertaining that at all. Um, at this point in the bear market, and I don't mean like a 10% sell-off. I mean 15, 18, 20, 25, 30 um, percent. Just as a as a general rule, if there is a s- aggressive sell off, I am I'm in I'm in line to buy. And again, you know, figure your own stuff out there. Um, I'm only buying stuff I have high 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 conviction over, and most of the buys are Bitcoin buys from like a volume standpoint. So again, I'm just trying to be transparent. But like this is buy season for me. I, I got a decent bit in the market, um, fresh USD when Bitcoin was at nineteen thousand you know, uh, 10, 12, 14 days ago. Um, not because I thought it was the bottom. I knew it wasn't the bottom, but I just, it, it's a great zone to buy. And like I said, my goal is to get as many buys as I responsibly can when Bitcoin is under 20K. So I'm just actively doing that. And I'm not worried about, oh, is this the bottom? Or what if we go to 16? I'll buy again, right? So just uh, I try to stay out of my own way as much as possible, but um, but yeah, the, Justin, really some great notes, and and I will say, you have been a great coach and teacher to me, working through these bear markets, not just the 2018, 19, and part of the 2021, but also, um, but also this one. So anyway, I if no one else does, I appreciate it, and uh, I find it really really <laughs> helpful. Um, shifting gears. Uh, you know, one of the things we've tried to keep in front of everyone, it's a little bit boring. It's a little bit nerdy, I know. But just this idea um, that, that the crypto market is not in a vacuum. It's not trading in an isolated way. Uh, it is it is underneath. It is subservient to um, the, the larger markets and not just in the U.S., but frankly, the world. Um, everything that happens in Sri Lanka and China and Japan um, and Nigeria, right? Like it all is having effect. Everything that happens with the dollar. So again, not to like scare us, but just just want to keep that in front of us. Uh, to, this may not have 
kind of registered, uh, you know, for, for, for everyone. But crypto, or sorry, yeah, crypto, but Bitcoin started on, the, on basically the, the back half of, a, of the last recession, 2008 range, right? And it started in one sense because of the recession and because of what led to the recession. So in theory, this is the first recession. And I know we're technically not there yet, but come on, guys, we are, right? We are in the recession um, soon enough. But this is really the first time at a macro market level that Bitcoin has gone through these conditions, right? Largely through 2010 to 2020, the larger markets were just a lot more stable, bull market, long extended bull runs with minor corrections. So again, we just have to keep that in mind. Um, and I think to the degree that we just are aware of it, it just helps us not get ahead of ourselves or, or, or you know, make foolish decisions. So several points related to that that I wanted to keep in front of everybody. You know, the markets have been more stable the last two weeks, give or take. And again, a lot of that is the aggressive sell-offs where the market's trying to sort of get ahead of what the Federal Reserve in the U.S. was going to do to these interest rate hikes from the central bank. Um, and so we've been seeing 50 points, uh, 50 basis point increases to interest rates. And then the last one in June, we saw 75 points. Um, we may see 75 points again, but the next one, the next FOMC meeting, the Federal Reserve meeting, is July 27 and 28. So that's when we'll get, I think it's like a Wednesday and Thursday, if, I, if my calendar is synced up in my brain, right? Uh, so that's the next time we'll get a, uh, this is what's happening with interest rates. Um that just so you know, that committee meets eight times a year, and so they meet every six weeks. This is actually kind of interesting. Okay, so just stay tuned from what Justin talked about last time, or uh, in the last point, and what I mentioned. We may talk about some relief rallies next week. Just keep this in the back of your head. So th this coming up meeting is July twenty-seven to twenty-eight. That sets us up. There is no meeting in August, right? Because you skip six weeks. And then basically the, the meeting after the late July meeting will be sometime early September. I forget what the date is on it exactly. Um, there is a chance, uh, I'm going to say a decent chance, right? I don't know if it's 50-50. I don't know what it is. There is a chance that this July rate hike is an aggressive one, maybe another 75, but that it could be the last one for a few months or it could be the last one through the rest of the year. It's, it's really impossible to call that, so I'm not predicting it. I'm just, I'm just saying it, 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 it may be. You say, well, what, what's the big deal about that? If the Fed pauses, if the Fed pauses, we could see, again, a decent little run in asset markets. Um, it basically just is a, is a, the Fed takes their foot off the gas lets the economy breathe a little bit. It's really complicated. And I, I, again, I understand it to a certain layer. Um, but the point is they're not, they're not, they don't have their kind of their, their boot on the neck, so to speak, of the economy, um, trying to, to, to crush demand so that we can kind of get back to a, you know, an equilibrium point. So again, if you see markets rise in the next few weeks, call it five days, 10 days, 14 days, three weeks, there's a decent indication, that would be a decent indication, sorry, that the markets are basically predicting that the Fed is going to kind of back off. Okay. And again, I don't know what's going to happen, but just I'm just kind of signaling that is a decent chance. Um, and I think everyone would sort of welcome markets bouncing back a little bit. 
and just sort of not feeling the like I can't breathe, like this is getting like difficult, like we're all kind of you know struggling over here with the prices and, all. and again, it's very complicated. The economy is very complex. But again, I'm just sort of signaling that to you. Um, crypto operates inside of that ecosystem and it cannot escape it. So just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, that next uh, July FOMC meeting where they announced the rate hike is July 27 and 28. Uh, so what, 10 days from now? Um, or that, that might be next week, actually. You know, two weeks from two weeks from now. Yeah. Last point there is, I think a lot of people are probably aware of this. This hit the news really hard. Um, the CPI data, the inflation data, basically, you know, how higher price is going, uh, reported 9.1% higher this month. Uh, these numbers just keep raging. And two quick points, again, that 9.1% does not include food and it does not include energy items like your gas bill, oil, natural gas. Like It does not include any of that, right? And so you're like, I mean, food is actually up more than that. Food, I think, is up 12%. So even the White House, right? The White House is not going to get political, but the White House has been dodging stuff on the data, the inflation, they've been dodging stuff for 12 to 18 months. And even the White House acknowledged this week that actual inflation, like what we all are experiencing, is actually way worse than the numbers actually say. I think it's the first time that either the president or the White House you know, press secretary or whatever associated media accounts have actually said that. And it's like, okay, well, we knew that, you know, we knew that six months ago and four months ago, but I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad our leaders are finally uh, catching up. So um, last point, kind of zooming in on crypto, zooming in on Bitcoin specifically, I I just want to say this, and I'm not, I don't say this because I'm happy that other countries are struggling financially. But one of the biggest, if not the biggest reason that we are just mega bulls on Bitcoin is because of, again, the problem that it solves and the problem it was created to solve. So all I'm going to say is if you, if you look in the news for global financial crisis, I mean, it's in Sri Lanka. Bank of Japan is in uh, some interesting spots. Germany, and if you I mean the euro is basically equivalent to the dollar right now. I mean, it, when you read global financial news, uh, it's like the, the Bitcoin narrative it's like it's coming true. It's actually yep. happening. So I'm just going to say, like, I continue to be long Bitcoin, right? Like, not leverage, but like, I, I'm i not excited that countries are having trouble. That's not my point. And I'm not in charge of it. But I am responsible to react to it. And I'm basically just saying, this is why we have Bitcoin. Not necessarily all of crypto. That's a different use case. But just... When you read these headlines, you need to be connecting the dots. In This stuff needs to start making more sense because these stories and these situations are not going away. Justin, anything? I, I, I talked too much there, too many bullet points, too many numbers. Anything to add on that um, on that topic? No, I think uh, I will. I think I even told you today, like, I watch Bitcoin, you know, I watch the price of Bitcoin a lot. I read a lot of headlines, I research, but I think of all of the information that I've taken in in the last year, um, the current global like financial crisis that's happening is 
is the single thing that's making me most bullish on Bitcoin. It, it's the thing that makes me want to buy more Bitcoin. Um, because like you said, like that's, that's what it's designed for. It's designed to, you know, to solve some of these problems that some of these countries are, are running into. Um, and then to see, even then to start seeing other countries start to wake up. Um, and, and they actually start to view Bitcoin that way as well. Um, to me, it's, you know, it's a green light, uh, to buy for sure. So yeah, I feel very, uh, not FOMO, but whatever the stage is before FOMO kicks in, I'm starting to feel that with Bitcoin for sure. Yeah, I for, I, for, I forget all the stages of the uh, of the of the cycles there. The la the last thing I will say, um, kind of merging context from all of these kind of you know high level macro stuff down to Bitcoin. I read an article this week, and actually one of our uh, one of our our audience members uh, sent it to me. And they were basically saying, like, like, <laughs> kind of who who has been exposed by the bear market, and obviously, Celsius, Three Errors Capital, unfortunately Voyager, uh, a number of other people. Uh, sorry, Luna, Terra, yeah, of course. Um, but basically, like, who has come through? Who is what is coming through in like you know blazing fashion positively? And one of the points they made, I thought, very very well and very good nuance here, is Bitcoin. And you say, well, how is that? And they said, not the price, right? Again, Bitcoin trading is it's subject to all the other market factors. The Bitcoin network. Yep. Any, I would, I would, I would dare to say, any stat, data point, measurement on Bitcoin, the network that you would pull, would read strong or stronger than ever. So it's sort of like if you can follow me here, right? Like if, if Apple, um, if Apple stock was down fifty percent in you know the worst financial climate, economic climate in the last 30, 40, 50 years, but their technology was like faster, twice as fast as the previous generation. The battery lasted twice as long. The computers were twice as thin or half as thin or whatever, you know, and like. It, if you saw all the indicators going, wow, like this is unbelievably strong. Like they're doing things no other company is doing. There's only one response to that. I'm buying the thing when it's 50% off, right? So I'm not trying to, I mean, I guess I am trying to shill Bitcoin. What I'm trying to say is, you know, <laughs> like, like price, the red prices in front of our eyes and all of the how much it's down. And we kind of rehearse that narrative over and over and over again. Don't lose sight of the network. The network is the tech. Don't lose sight of where the tech is, where it's going, and how healthy and strong it actually is. So anyway, I, that's my that's my bull my bull rant for the night. <laughs> it was Justin. Good. Any uh, any any final yeah any final words? Any parting shots for you before we uh, before we get everybody out of here? No, I think uh, a few closing comments on just like the price action uh, and a little bit about altcoins real quick. Um, the I've been getting a few questions lately like, hey, is the bottom in? Is the bottom forming? Like kind of like where are we in this cycle? Um, I would say... You're the bottom, the bottom well, expert. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> uh, the... 
I, w- I would say the um, I think it's too early to call bottom, uh, especially on altcoins, um, altcoins, even Solana, Ethereum. Um, I do think Bitcoin is starting to form a bottom, but I mean it it could still drop to 15k or 12k or something like that, um, and the bottom is forming. But main thing there is I'm not in any rush to like call bottom, and especially on altcoins. Those are things that I, I will definitely have a lot of strong opinions about altcoins and a lot of, um, you know, whatever. My, my, I might have dollar signs in my eyes when I look at some of them uh, pretty soon, but now isn't the time yet. So I would say, you know, stay patient. Um, now is not a great time to be, to be dumping money into uh, Dogecoin, SHIB, or whatever other dog. Uh, dog coin you prefer so I would say try to have patience on those things <laughs> so but obviously I know we'll have a lot to say about those things um, in the coming weeks and months kind of as the as the market progresses yeah that's excellent last thing I'll say and then we'll get everybody out of here um, if 2022 overlaid on the last bear market, this is sort of the equivalent of 2018, sort of mid to, to late 2018. And, and at that point, I mean, Justin, I had never heard the word Solana. I had not bought a Solana. Um, we hadn't heard of really, we hadn't really heard of DeFi. Um, we hadn't, NFTs existed, CryptoPunks existed. I had not really heard about, thought about, engaged with NFTs. All I'm trying to say is, I mean, in the next year, two years, three years, new things are going to are gonna hit that we haven't even gotten to yet, right? That we don't even know yeah. about the project yet. And I say that to say um, a lot of what we're trying to do here is, is sort of walk through the, the bearish winter with you, um, have some fun with it, uh, share news, stay up to date, avoid yeah. some of these trouble spots like Voyager and all that. Um, but what I would say is in addition to the podcast, again, remember we have a a paid Discord group. Um, just to say, go to blazingcrypto.io slash join and just check it out. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're keeping the content pumping. Uh, Justin just posted monthly charts today about what we're looking for, what we're expecting, kind of price targets we're looking at. And again, keeping the news flowing. There's help available. You're wondering how to set up a hard wallet, how to set up a Ledger Nano, how to set up a web wallet. All of that help is available to you there, either resources we've created or a, you know, one-on-one call, video chat, tutorial. We will get you through it. So I uh, invite you to look at that. It's $12.99 a month. Cancel any time. We'd love to have you join us in the uh, in the, the crypto bear bear market here. It will not always be winter. And that's, uh, that's all I'll say <laughs> about that. All right. Until next time, uh, for Justin, I'm Brandon. See you guys later. For more information, check out our website at blazingcrypto.io. Additionally, if you have friends that are new to crypto, share our trailhead videos from our website, which is a great way to get introduced to crypto.